This is the Friday, May 21st edition of the Daily Wager podcast. Another week is wrapping up and we've got you covered. So in and out in 10 minutes, like we always promise with a busy weekend of plays. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian, joined by Joe Fortenball, just like I am every Friday. Joe, how are you, my friend? Not as good as you. I read something from Darren Rovell <laughs> last night, and I thought, this sandbagging son of a, I can't believe I wasn't tipped off to it earlier. But jokes aside, I don't know how much time we're going to spend on that now. Congratulations. That is an incredible story. <laughs> Thank you. You were tipped off a little bit, uh, I was. but I, I was, was so afraid of jinxing it. And it's, you know, I've been sitting on it for nearly three weeks now. So it's fun that the story surfaced. And yes, we'll get more into that down the road, well, but it's been pretty quick, surreal. One, one day we need to do a 30 for 30 on that, a mini 30 for 30. <laughs> so I can be on camera talking about what it was like the day of the second round, getting ready to start watching you pace around the office trying to figure out how best to maximize it. I was the only one that saw that. It was awesome. Yeah, no, I, I, you made a Cuban Missile Crisis reference, I think, when I was yes. on the phone, uh, <laughs> just huddling in the corner or something like that. It was it was tough to do the job that day, but I'm a man committed to the cause, and I still went to dinner the previous night and still went to work that Friday, even though I was, I was certainly distracted, to say the least. Um all right, well, we got some action tonight, uh, starting with the final play-in game. It's been a fun week. Obviously, Lakers escaped Wednesday. Warriors get the cover. This Warriors team, and LeBron referenced it, has been in pl- kind of playoff mode all month, and they are 9-1 and ATS in the month of May. They've covered seven straight. I do not trust Memphis. Their highs are certainly high. Obviously, they have some talent, and when they're on, they're on, but they're not on consistently enough for me. Even for four quarters, they rarely are on, so to speak, so... I'm going to lay the, the points here. I like the money line. Uh, it's, it's creeping up. It's at four and a half. I've seen some fives at spots. So this one's open three and a half. That was my best bet on the show yesterday. I just like what the what the Warriors are doing. Like They don't have to deal with the growing pains of James Wiseman anymore. Um, obviously, sadly, he's, got, he's out for injury. But just this current form of the Warriors, so much better as the one that was earlier in the season when they were kind of disjointed, trying to figure out how to play alongside Steph. Now there's a little bit of swagger by some of these guys like Baysmore, uh, Toscano Anderson and, and and Jordan Poole. So I, I just I just trust the Warriors, and I think Steve Kerr is an excellent coach. So I'm going to lay the points here with the Dubs. I'm with you. We both talked about this on Daily Wager yesterday at minus three and a half, and we both talked about uh, the idea. With, I would take it up to five. I'm surprised. They got together a week ago. Golden State was laying three. They won by 12. Now, and we talked about this yesterday, it was only up to three and a half. What, what have we seen since? The Warriors look great in a game against a very good Lakers team. Memphis looked terrible against San Antonio. They won the game by four. The Spurs shot 35% from the floor in that game. That's putrid. And the Spurs came into that having lost 10 of 12. The key note here is the Jaron Jackson angle that we keep discussing on, on Daily Wager. Jackson's a good player, but there's chemistry issues. He's only played 12 games with the club this season. And in 12 games with Memphis, they're averaging 106 points per game. In all the other games without him, they're averaging 114 per game. There's also a slight hit on the defensive end. Again, it doesn't knock him as a player. It's just the chemistry issues of trying to bring him back on a young team that's still trying to find its way, even when they are healthy. Warriors with the experience of Steph and Draymond in a, in a do-or-die matchup. I'm with you. Let's lay the four and a half. All right, cool. What else you got for us? All right, so if I'm working my way down the board, I love the Knicks minus one over the Hawks in game one of their Eastern Conference opening round matchup, playoff basketball, returning to the Garden for the first time since 2013. The Knicks went 16-4 and down the stretch. They're playing great basketball. 
A lot of that has to do with the defense. Number one in points allowed, number four in defensive efficiency. But the way they play hard every single night, you got to rest at some point or you're going to burn out. They got a whole week to get ready for this game. I think that's a huge advantage, as is the presence of Derrick Rose, who knows what this type of basketball is all about. That's how you guide the young guys. Veteran leadership. Atlanta struggled a bit on the road this season, 16 and 20. I think this is going to go the full seven games. I would play the Knicks in seven at plus 450. I saw that out there. But I'm also going to lay the one with the Knicks in game one against the Hawks. I like it. I like it. Look, I love this Knicks team. I, I don't want the season to end for them. They've just been such a delight. I like Tibbs. Got to know him just a little bit. Just my f- brief interaction with him at Bristol. Really likable guy. And then more importantly, I love his coaching style. What he's done this year has been nothing short of amazing. He's obviously going to be in the running for coach of the year. Might win it as well. But uh, I like the Hawks team too, now that they're healthy too. So I, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy personally. But I can't fault you for taking the Knicks. They're the best team this year. Entire NBA against the spread, and also even better in the first half, which is impressive. Uh, a couple series bets for me. Uh, I'm going to lay the two and a half games with the Nets against Brooklyn. I, excuse me, against Boston. I think impressive performance by Tatum, the 50 point uh, performance against Washington, nicely done, but they are overmatched here. The Nets won all three regular season meetings and covered all of them. They won them all by at least nine points. Two of them were blowouts. And I, I, I look, no, 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 uh, Jalen Brown. Tatum's awesome, and Kemba's obviously this time of year delivers, but there's just too much firepower. And don't forget about guys like Joe Harris and Shamit, too. It's not just the big three. I just think the Nets are way too talented, and you, you build yourself a little buffer, like maybe you lose game three or even game four if you're up 3-0. I like the Nets minus two and a half games. There's some minus 120s out there as well. And I also like the Nuggets in the series. Um, excuse me. Excuse me. Let me take that back. I like the Blazers in the series. I was going to say, I know you like those Blazers. Yeah. No, I look, I think I think Denver did some really nice things following the Jamal Murray injury, right? Aaron Gordon, I loved the addition, how he fit in perfectly with the team. And obviously, Michael Porter Jr. has done a nice sort of growth process uh, along the way. But I just don't think they can compete with the offense of the Blazers. Now, the Blazers are going to give up some points, no doubt about that. But Portland weathered the injuries with Nurkic and McCollum midseason. The kind of bench is playing great uh, guys like um, Simons has evolved this second half of the season. So I just, I just love Portland offensively and, and look, they're, they're plus one on the road in games one and maybe two. And then they're going to be like, what, like four point favorites in games three and four. So I just think the math sort of works out where I think there's value there. And I like them. And if you can nail them in six games, a sprinkle there at four to one odds uh, because they'd be on their home court looking to clinch the series. So there's just a lot to like for those two uh, series bets. No doubt. I'll throw two more game ones at you. The under 219 and Clippers Mavericks. Clippers unders have been paying crazy as of late. They've only had three overs in their last 16 games. And for as high flying as Dallas is, they're generally overpriced when it comes to the over. They played 38 and 34 was their record to the under. Both teams are top 10 in points allowed. Both teams are 26 or slower in pace. Clippers Mavericks under 219. I'd also get on the heat. This has come down. They were plus five. In game one, it's down to plus four and a half. I like the coaching edge that Miami brings over Milwaukee. I like the Jimmy Butler presence fact this year. On the court, Miami's 33 and 19. Off the court, seven and 13. And Miami's been much better on the road this season. Tyler always brings up how much Bam Adebayo causes problems for Giannis Antetokounmpo. So I would play the Heat plus the four and a half in game one. I'd also play him plus 240 to win the series. I like it. That's a popular play. I know a pretty sharp guy I know is on uh, the, the heat in the series as well. Look, it's a bad matchup for Milwaukee. I, 
I'm holding out judgment on this one. I, I will just say we, we've dismissed the Bucks. Or excuse me, a lot of people are dismissing the Bucks because of what's happened the last couple seasons when they don't have that guy on their team anymore, Bledsoe, and they've upgraded to Drew Holiday. And they've done some other tweaks to their lineup, guys off the bench like Bobby Portis and uh, Brent Forbes as well. So there's a little bit of a different Milwaukee team. We'll see if they get it together. But to your point, it is a darn tough matchup for them. And the Heat have been banged up so much this year. They're they're at their best. They're really good. No doubt. I'm so, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised it's plight priced to where it is for Miami, especially after what they did last year. I think I, I was of the I impression agree. more people would be jumping on this. But again, Milwaukee is a formidable challenge, and they do have home court. You doing anything with either of the fights this weekend? Yeah, let's follow up on that. We discussed it yesterday on the Daily Wager show. Um, I'm going to take Font in the main event for UFC. Uh, look, it's it's pretty competitively sp- uh, priced almost like minus 110 either side depending on which book but Garbrandt is kind of a weaker chin if you will now I feel weird saying that because he would drop me in, in a hummingbird's heartbeat but <laughs> Font has never been knocked out in his career and I think when you're talking about five rounds in a situation where it might just be a striking back and forth and a ton of that I just trust Font's chin so to speak over the course of five rounds you can even get him plus 175 TKO or KO or DQ so I think that's a valuable play, but little main event action for you. What about you? Well, right before that, these are both going to be on ESPN. This is the rare double card. So 8 p.m. Eastern, you're going to have the boxing card from the Virgin Hotel, formerly the Hard Rock here in Las Vegas. There's going to be fans in the building, and then your UFC card is going to be right after that on ESPN. I'm going to play the boxing card main event, Jose Ramirez versus Josh Taylor. Ramirez is plus 200. We saw some Ramirez money on Wednesday. We saw some Taylor money on Thursday. And from everyone I've talked to on this, a lot of people think this should be priced closer to even than it is right now. These two are very similar in terms of their come up. They're both undefeated. They're looking to unify the belt at junior welterweight here. You've got a situation in which um, they were both 2012 Olympians, but here's the big difference. Ramirez has nine more fights and 40 more professional rounds under his belt. That's going to mean something here because Taylor's only fought 17 times professionally. He's a very good fighter, very good record. But I think the experience is one thing. Number two, when they're in that building and it's the theater that's formerly the Pearl, small venue, I think it's maybe two to 3,000 seats. Uh, Taylor's from the United Kingdom. His fans aren't going to be able to fly over because of the pandemic and the travel restrictions. Ramirez is, a Mex- is of Mexican descent, but he's from California. You know how that plays in Las Vegas. Tons of fight fans out here. He's going to have the building. And number three, Taylor's jab, or should I say lack thereof. It's not a punch he throws very often. You're going to need that against a fighter like Ramirez who wants to fight in the phone booth, in the inside, that left hook to the body. He just wants to keep coming at you. Taylor is much more technically sound, but if he doesn't have the jab working against Ramirez, Ramirez is going to be able to get inside and turn it into his kind of fight. So at plus 200, I like the value on the dog, Jose Ramirez, Saturday night, 8 p.m. Eastern ESPN. Look at you breaking it down, and that was your dog of the day as well, right? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. A little juicy there, so we'd like to uh, pick another one of those up if we could. Yeah, a lot of pressure with the weekend. The weekends are the big ones. You get the full menu. uh, Oh, they're the best ones. The absolute best. The strategy is to root for or against your friends you and Tyler, right up until you get to like Thursday. And then hopefully one of you two screws it up and, and I'm in the captain's seat. It is nice. We, we pull for each other's picks for everything else, but it is nice to kind of get a little bad blood going for dog of the day. Just right. Our self-interest of getting the opportunities to, to hit our own picks. Right. Yeah. All right, my man. Uh, good stuff as always. Good to be with you. Enjoy the weekend and we'll see you back on TV on Monday. You too, buddy.